Welcome to Zero to Start, a podcast about VR development that brings you inspiring conversations with immersive creators, developers, and industry leaders. I'm your host, Ceciliana Trevino. The Apple Vision Pro doesn't have anything I really need, just everything I want. They're the coolest goggles on the planet. While hot takes about the price, the returns, the meaning of this moment continue to light up the forums and reddits of the world, I'm still integrating the three days I spent with the Vision Pro. It absolutely consumed me with intense, satisfying emotional connections between software, place, and time. So why did I return it after all my excitement? The answer might surprise you. Let's get started. We're celebrating four years of producing Zero to Start. What began in the basement of the Matrix as a quest to teach my friend Melanie Mansell how to make her first VR experience for submission to the Oculus Start program has expanded into a series of thought-provoking conversations with industry pioneers. Melanie continues to explore sound healing and experiential design and uses her Quest 2 that she received thanks to our 2020 Spotlight series sponsored by Meta. Be sure to check out our 2020 Spotlight series if you haven't already. I also want to give a quick shout out to Ken B, who wrote in to say that he's enjoying the Vision Pro series. Thanks for writing in, Ken. It's about time I got back to the real world with a new episode. After all my excitement in the last three episodes over the Vision Pro, fawning over its launch commercial, rationalizing its price, and endlessly curious about how this moment would change lives forever, I ended up returning the spatial computer after just three days. No matter how much I enjoyed seeing the world through $4,500 rose-colored glasses, the three biggest reasons I returned the headset are price, accessibility, and Gorilla Tag. Let's just start with the obvious. There's no Gorilla Tag on the Vision Pro. Over the holidays, I became just a little obsessed with learning how to wall run in Gorilla Tag. It's notoriously difficult to master for some players, like me. You have to circle your arms a certain way to be able to propel yourself across the walls for the brief moment that your hand sticks to it. There's tons of YouTube tutorials out there, but everyone has their own way that works for them, and it takes a lot of practice, anywhere between a few hours, a few months, maybe even a few years to finally get the swing of it. In a game world overrun by what sounds like mostly toddlers asking, I'm not going to let the feeling that I'm an ancient relic in this game deter me. I'm committed to wall running by the end of the year. If I can't use the Vision Pro towards that goal, it's going to be a $4,500 distraction. When I decided to get the AVP, even though $3,500 was a lot, I didn't really care about the cost or what I might build with it as much as I felt like I just deserved it. Not only because I've been waiting years for Apple to release a headset, I deserve to get the headset because I had a score to settle. And maybe some of you will understand what I mean. Growing up, I always was the last kid in my class to get designer jeans, shoes, or an Atari. Being broke in the material world of the 80s did cause some wounds that felt like only pure consumerism could heal and a pair of third row tickets to the cure. 
but I wanted to get the AVP for the kid in me whose family couldn't afford one. When the final cost of the 512 gigabyte headset with the Apple Care and the case added up to $4,500, even the kid in me was like, we have $4,500 to do what now? We already have VR at home. What about the Quest Pro? We got it full retail. I never expected my inner child to say, if you really want to invest in the future, put this money in an emergency fund, buy stocks, whatever happened to that rollover IRA. Talk about an aha moment. When I first tried the Oculus Developer Kit 2 in the spring of 2015, I was struck by the feeling that I was finally in the game, that I could escape reality, which is what I love about filmmaking and world building, leaving reality behind. Vision Pro did the opposite. It merges the game, my apps, music, and media into my world. I became one with the computer, pinching and zooming my way through iTunes, Lightroom, DJ, and other apps like I was Mickey Mouse in The Magician's Apprentice, orchestrating my desktop windows, scaling them larger than life, and calibrating my levels of presence with the turn of the digital crown. The Vision Pro gave me a feeling of control, unlike anything I've experienced while using a computer. But when I first brought it home, part of me lost interest in even opening it, like having the box was enough. At the same time, I was like one of those monkeys in awe of the monolith in 2001 Space Odyssey. That was the power of the brand with me in its clutches. I kept wondering why and how this piece of technology had this effect on me. Even the sound of tearing the tape off from the box gave me the chills like an asthma video or ASMR, Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. The pass-through is gorgeous. I could have just stayed in awe of the 3D hello in my living room, passing my hands through it like a baby recognizing its hands for the first time. Critics who say the Apple Vision Pro isn't bringing anything new to mixed reality hardware overlook onboarding without controllers or peripheral tracking sensors. When the Oculus Rift came out in 2016, it had Xbox controllers and a sensor that I had to calibrate with the headset. I couldn't be too close, too far, or off to the side. And of course, I had to have a powerful gaming PC. The process kept me separate from the tech, and it didn't create the kind of emotional connection I felt to the Vision Pro after the eye and hand tracking calibration and setting up my persona. It's the most advanced, frictionless onboarding experience that I've seen. And that's where the Vision Pro really felt a part of me, responding to my gaze and hands. It validated everything I did within my computing space, which is really powerful when combined with music, shopping, and a frictionless experience. The Vision Pro doesn't mix realities as much as it extends a version of me. There's the digital persona I am with the infinite canvas and the analog person I am without it. Essentially, the Vision Pro is one expensive ego trip. It's a luxurious experience that took me on an emotional journey. In the environments menu, in addition to the exotic natural locations, Apple included a variety of seasonal image filters, including summer light, winter light, and my favorite, fall light, which cast a warm rosy glow over everything, like your own personal magic hour. 
you can adjust the levels of intensity with a digital crown. In the fall light setting, I spent three hours cleaning my house while listening to The Cure on iTunes. I scaled up the music panels and pinned them around the house, and it was like my software was now a home accessory, the ultimate music television. Even after three weeks since returning the headset, The Cure still resonates in my kitchen, and I can't stop cleaning my house. He In episode 25 of Zero to Start, Kent Bai said that the ultimate potential of VR reveals truths about ourselves and our life's purpose. Using the AVP revealed that I don't want to be one with a computer as much as I want to be one with my $4,500 in a high-yield savings account. Nine years after my first aha moment with VR, I don't need to escape the world like I used to. I have the things I want and want the things I have like a perfectly good Quest Pro that's my ticket to wall running in Gorilla Tag. If I'm not shelling out upwards of $4,000 for a Vision Pro, chances are neither is my target audience. It's just not accessible enough yet. It won't be that much longer before the next Vision Pro version comes out and we can see where we are then. And if you have the resources, by all means, enjoy the Vision Pro. Anyone who appreciates a really high-end audiovisual experience, it is worth every penny. But if you're just starting out and think that you need a Vision Pro to be competitive, it could be a very expensive trap. I'm not suggesting that you get the Vision Pro to test your apps and then return it after two weeks, but in the 90s, Guerrilla filmmaking was all about that 30-day return policy for digital cameras. Whether or not this is an iPhone moment for Apple, it's definitely an inflection point for the XR industry that expands the playing field, giving both creators and consumers more choices about who they want collecting all their biometric data. For more about safety and ethics in immersive tech, check out our episodes featuring Kavya Perlman at XRSI and Avi Barzev, founder of the XR Guild. We'll have those links in the show notes. I hope this episode of Zero to Start inspires you to start building the future you want today. And I just wanted to thank all of you who have been supporting the podcast and downloading episodes in over 44 countries. You can support Zero to Start by subscribing to us on your favorite podcast platform. Give us a rating and share this episode with your community. Until next time. You can do what you want, find me, you can.